1: Hello
2: and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of Huddles and Stout, episode fifteen, season two. We're heading into week thirteen now. We did touch upon the fact that last week while we were recording, the Eagles were due to play the Chiefs, followed by the Bills, mm-hmm. and results would pretty much dictate our attitude. Uh, for this podcast and it's going to be quite a quite a nice listen i think Uh, we're jovial to say the least how are you rocky
1: pretty good yeah if, if you'd asked me two weeks ago i would have said the likelihood was that we would um probably be in a bit of a somber state you know playing the chiefs and the bills the opportunity is there for a double whammy of losses but um as we'll talk about in a little bit the the eagles did what they do best they held on and they really made a young man a county in County Cavan Ireland very happy, and all of the kids in the hospital, but uh, but me especially.
2: Anyway, uh, moving on, I suppose. Yeah, look, we're gonna go around the ground shortly, and um, we'll have Fort and Gold, and then we'll obviously do previews for Week thirteen. It is a bit of a buy again. There's a there's a lot of teams on the buy this weekend, so. Look, without much further ado, the Sasquatch stat this week. Just kind of basically wanted to highlight what he's done for the game. uh, Or what he's done in his short career. I suppose, fewest games to 5,000 rush yards by a quarterback. Mike Vick, 104. Lamar Jackson, 82. Um, Lamar is phenomenal. The scores from Week 12... I suppose, obviously, tonight to come is Bears-Vikings. So, we want to score for you for that. But, kicking off with Thanksgiving Turkey Day football. Packers upset the Lions, 29 points to 22. Commanders were abysmal against the Cowboys, 45 points to 10. The 49ers overcame the Seahawks, 31 points to 13. Our first ever Black Friday game, the Dolphins uh, put to bed the the lacklustre Jets. Saints overcame the Falcons 24 points to 15. Steelers overcame the Joe Borlas Bengals 16 points to 10. We'll touch on that maybe later on. The Jags overcame the Texans 24 points to 21. Colts overcame the Bucks 27 20. Giants in possibly the worst game of football ever produced overcame the Patriots 10 points to 7. The Rams overcame the Cardinals, 37 points to 14. Broncos overcame the Browns, 29 points to 12. Chiefs overcame the Raiders, 31 points to 17. And then the Eagles, courtesy of that Jalen Hurts touchdown in overtime, overcame the Bills, 37 points to 34. And finally, the Ravens uh, kind of hammered another nail in the coffin it is the Chargers 2023 season 20 points to 10 and that's kind of a quick recap of week 12 but for a bit more depth we're going to push on to fourth and goal and rocky if you could be my guest and take the lead
1: sure um i think we're both or we're going to talk about both sides of the coin here um when we talk about the Eagles Bills game and I'll start off with the Eagles. So they have the best record in the league. they are I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not convinced they are the best team in the league. But I think they have proven that they can beat anybody. That they are clutch. And that they probably can go the whole way.
2: Mm. I think they are the ultimate, by any means necessary team. Um, and they probably are the best team in the pure element of the word team. Um, maybe on paper, they're probably not the best. Statistically, they're not the best. They've been out game the last few weeks as well. Um, but they just always seem to find a way to win, which keeps making the Jets loss even more and more.
1: Perplexing. Battling. Yeah.
2: But... I just think Jalen Hurts is pretty much on his way to an MVP. And that may be biased, but I think it's hard to disagree with that. I don't see anyone taking it off him. Um, AJ Brown has had his, his patches. The O-line seems to go from strength to strength. that um, kind of brutally shove, touch-pushes, making holes for the run game. Or then even just finding a way to just get the perfect amount of blocking uh, in the crutch moments. And the defense, which is our weakness, seems to just always make the play when it matters most.
1: Mm -hmm. Shout out James Bradbury. And Kevin Uh, Byard the week before. Yeah. It is
2: hard to like, find a reason to count against them. Um, Now, look, they still have the 49ers to come and then the Cowboys. We're probably going to split with the Cowboys, just it's divisional. It it just always tends to manifest itself that way. And the
1: next game is in Dallas.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think... The 49ers probably have more motivation going into that game against us than we probably will at that stage. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know what else to say without coming across as ultra-biased.
1: One thing one thing I'll say is uh, I think probably the two of us and a lot of people around the league say, you know, they've, they've not played a complete game of football. When they do, that this team's going to be scary. I think it's looking more and more likely that this is what they are. Like this is their peak. They'll never put a full game together, and they'll always do just enough, and that's okay.
2: The, I think ultimately for the Eagles to put up a full game, a full game or the twenty twenty three iteration of the Eagles, they have to be pushed to absolute limits because they are a find way team. So, it's gonna have to be just met by. A team having their best performance is all I can see really
1: another th- strength just to, to touch on it briefly is I think this team is as you say they find a way their adjustments at halftime, and as the game goes on myself and yourself were chatting throughout the first half and we were baffled by some of the offensive play calling um, but as the game went on it improved we saw the Eagles put up a lot of their points in the second half the same happened with the defense and not just um, this week but if you look at last week versus Kansas City shouldn't have made it in the second half um, mm. it's 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 just it's very reassuring when you see coaches that can see what's going on in the game and adjust their game plan uh, because not every team in fact not many teams do that And not many teams, or even fewer, still do it well.
2: And very, very, very few do it against Andy Reid off a bye. That is one thing I would say.
1: People keep saying the Eagles are, are lucky, but as you say, they've beaten the Dolphins, Andy Reid off a bye, the Bills, the Cowboys. You know, like, they are a formidable team. And they have all of the intangibles off the field and it, it all just coalesces into this this team that just gets it done.
2: Yeah, well I suppose as you'd mentioned we are going to cover kind of both sides of the coin. Um so look to the, just chat through the, the defeated Buffalo Bills. They went toe to toe with the Eagles, uh and look, they lost thirty seven thirty four in overtime. It's you you can't begrudge a team. If a team loses in overtime, I would always say they, they were capable of winning the game anyway. Now they entered our by six and six. They've games to come against Kansas and Dallas in weeks fourteen and fifteen. Is an AFC playoff berth still a realistic possibility?
1: Uh I think most people would say yeah they have Josh Josh Allen of course, it's a realistic possibility, but let me tell you this they are the tenth seed in the AFC at six and six. Mm. They're behind the likes of let's say the Broncos, the Texans, and the Browns, all of which have an easier schedule the The upcoming mm. games for the bills is um I have it here they have a game still against Kansas, Dallas, and Miami. Uh, they they have a game against the Pats and the Chargers as well. So two gimmies, I guess you might call them. Um, but but three games that you might say are gimmies for the other team. Um, like Buffalo has looked better since Ken Dorsey was let go and Joe Brady just the last two weeks. They have looked better, so they could take one of those games, but the odds are very much stacked against them.
2: Like there's a there's another element too is that um like you're saying the Chargers game is a gimme, but at that stage the Chargers could be liberated from the shackles of the current head coach. Very um, much so, yeah. I always call incorrectly.
1: <laughs> Brandon um, Staley. Yeah. Or as and we affectionately call him Stanley. Stanley.
2: Um, yeah look I think I felt I know what you're saying about uh, about Josh Allen but for me he wasn't the fault last night it was a beat up defense which did a great job but ultimately came up short and I I don't think you'd really fault much about Josh Allen's play last night
1: no no um as you say, like he was carrying the team on third third down. Uh, some of those scrambles, uh, if you look at uh, the Eagles' safety, Reed Blankenship, he was battering Isaiah Pacheco the week before. But when he was trying to make open field tackles on Josh Allen, Josh Allen was just dancing around him or bulldozing through him. Uh, so he did what he needed to do. As you said, the defense – I actually thought the Bills' defense – did an okay job in that they were down there. I think their cornerback one and two, mm. and still the Eagles certainly you know had some big plays, but they didn't destroy them over the top. Mm. um But uh yeah, I I don't think the loss is on Josh Allen. Like it came down, they scored a field goal on their first possession in overtime. A lot of the time, that'll get it done. Hmm. Um, It's it's the bounce of a ball, really.
2: And the go-ahead score with how much left in regulation? Before the J.K. Uh, the field goal.
1: Sub two minutes, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, But look, let's park that game. It was a classic. Uh, it was a nail-biter. I'm more than happy to go back to watch it again and, and draft it back up but let's move on, let's move elsewhere around the league
1: Yes Um. so we'll move over to the NFC South and I will continue my criticisms of the New Orleans Saints, the current iteration of the Saints is untenable Dennis Allen is a disaster I think he has the lowest winning percentage of a Saints coach Uh, Pete Carmichael, he's predictable and unimaginative and Derek Carr is impotent. Um, that's not a no comment on his sexual prowess, um, more so just on his quarterbacking abilities. Um, the long-tooted rebuild may be upon us. Of course, that's a reference to their infamous kicking the cap can down the road. Um, in the last 53 possessions the Saints have had, they've scored three touchdowns. Two of them by James Winston and one of them by Taysom Hill like if you're not scoring touchdowns with your starting quarterback, quarterback in 50 possessions something is
2: he shouldn't be your starting quarterback yeah i think they're also starting to get kind of locker room issues with players who are maybe used to being a winning franchise every like i, I think there was a bit of a social media issue from uh, Michael Thomas the weekend, who hasn't really done much in the last two seasons. You obviously have had the incident with Alvin Kamara. You're holding on to players who undoubtedly are talented, but lead to a bit of locker room dis- disharmony. And I think, look, it, it's, it is time for them to rebuild. Every franchise has to go through the rebuild. It's only natural. Um, and I think now is probably the the time to kick it in the game. Like uh, Saints fans, probably would have taken the sacking of Dennis Allen halfway through last season. Um, before
1: before we go on as well, I just I we should note that we're not uh, discounting that they have suffered some bad injuries. We're we're sort of talking about the structure of the coaching mm. staff and their philosophy. Um, we're not saying they're trash because the because they do have a lot of talented players on their team. Um Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best corners. I know he's on IR, very I think mm-hmm. he went on prior to this weekend. Uh, Paulson Adebo. he's having a, a stellar season. Um two household names in well Tyron Matthew certainly and, and Marcus May. Like good good talent on the defense as you say Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. You know Chris Olave Maybe should have won Rookie of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just puzzling how this team looks this bad.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm I'm not I'm not denying that. Yeah, yeah, and like the drop off, like Derek Carr did not look this bad in Las Vegas last year.
1: No, I'm this is um...
2: under now. Oh, not Crudon, sorry. Um, name escapes me. McDaniels.
1: Oh, yes. We know him.
2: Who is who's now sans a job. So, kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, look, in, in short, they need a rebuild. They need a head of, need a change of kind of coaching structure. Um but sp- speaking of it somewhere where we've discussed quite a fair bit to be fair, um the Jags. Twenty-four twenty-one win over the Texans, puts them solidly in the driver's seat atop the AFC South. Now eight and three. Do the Jags have the talent and a favorable schedule to ascend to the AFC's number one seed, seas- one seed by season's end? And I, I feel like this is a side. We flip-flop on a weekly basis, depending on the result. It's phenomenal. But look, it it was a big win. Um, It was a good performance by CJ Stroud. Uh, Texans played a good game. And the Jags had just enough. I think Trevor Lawrence also kind of was putting up some big chunk plays. It wasn't this dink and dunk he's been playing in recent weeks. He looked a lot better for me. Albeit against a very young Texan side. But, uh, yeah, what say you?
1: Um, on their chances for the number one seed. Um, I think they... Is that is that what you're asking or just about their, their mm. progress in general? Um, yeah. Cool. I think they, yeah. they certainly have a good chance. Like, they are a, a relatively balanced team on both sides of the ball. Um, and they're, as you say... Or as I think you said, their their schedule is is fairly relaxed now going forward with games against. I can,
2: I can read it to you.
1: Read it to me, cause I have them, but not in order. So, continue.
2: So, a burles Bengals. Yep. The Browns, <laughs> who are okay. PJ Walker led. Yeah. They've a difficult matchup against the Ravens. They then face the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans to end of the season. It's a very favourable draw.
1: Yes. Uh, if you asked most people most pe if you asked a thousand people, most of them, probably nine hundred and ninety would say they'll go one and five there. The five and one I should say, sorry, five and one.
2: Whereas if you look at the Ravens schedule, Rams, Jags, Forty Nine obviously in a bite this week. Rams, Jags, Forty ers Dolphins, Steelers they're all losable games with the exception maybe the Rams yes yeah they're all potentially losable games
1: yeah um look the 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 potential is there for them to to for the Jags to win the remainder of their their schedule but um I, something that's this point is kind of talked about a little bit but what is kind of overlooked as well is that the chiefs have the same record now as the jags they've not looked like the offensive powerhouse of old but the chiefs no. last six games okay um as you say the Burlus bengals the green bay packers who may be on the upward trend the raiders the chargers the patriots and the Buffalo Bills. So, mm-hmm. like, a similar schedule in terms of difficulty. Probably a little bit easier. And the Chiefs have the tiebreaker over the, the Jaguars because they played them early in the season. Which, which yeah. what it might all come down to. Um, yeah. But look, the, the Chiefs aren't the unbeatable team like we've seen the last couple of years. So, I think the... the the Jags will need to win that game against the Ravens. Fair. I think that's what it all depends on. I just I just
2: I see this iteration of the Chiefs dropping potentially two of those games. Like I think the Bills have nothing to lose.
1: Look, and the Bills will be desperate, absolutely. They will be playing back in like a, a corner dog, you know, so hmm. And as you say, yeah, like the Chiefs' offense, it's not what we say or what it has been, and their defense has been it, but, you know, they could drop against the Bills. We saw the Raiders play them fairly close in the first half. You know, you never know. They could drop two games there. Um, We'll tip on, I think, to uh, the Steelers. And now I've been calling this for quite a few weeks. Um, but Manic, Matt Canada is fired, and the Steelers put up four hundred yards of offense for the first time in fifty-eight games. That's something. That's and it's sometimes you'll say, "All right, how much of it is on the OC? How much of it is on the quarterback?" I think it's it's fairly it's some coincidence that the, he goes and that's their first four hundred yard game. Um, but I'm gonna ask and. We won't get too deep into any of these, but having a look around the league and what other personnel might be holding back their team or particular units on their team. So I'll go first to give you a flavor. I've I've done up a list here. Let me think let me see here. Uh, for example, and some of the names we'll say here that won't be all on the same level. For example, I have written down here um Brian Johnson for the Eagles OC um I I complimented his adjustments but in the first half it was an it was an ugly half to 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 watch um whereas you might go and look at uh the Chargers and Brandon Staley now he's the head coach he's- and not the defensive coordinator but he's a defensive he come, he was Mind. yeah he was formerly a very highly tutored dc or defensive coordinator for the rams for a number of years and he's come in and he's the defense has regressed
2: do you potentially look at someone like eric bienemy in washington like i know there's it's a talent issue there but to be four and eight with this offensive Genius, he's been so labelled, and I'm just looking through their scores. They've they, they have put up points on a few occasions, but like you look at like fixtures against the Bears where they've conceded four, they conceded 40 and put up 20, Um they played the Eagles twice on both occasions mm. and hype. played some tough,
1: Madden. yeah. Um, yeah, enemy I suppose, is a candidate, but like for me what would have led the commanders is Jack Del Rio, which they correctly, I think, um, let him go prior to this weekend. Mm. Um, an example I have, and again, we're a day too late of this recording, is Frank Reich, who yeah. has sadly gotten the boot from the Panthers.
2: The Apparently the fourth shortest tenure as head coach.
1: Um, but just just so we're not touching on the low-hanging fruit... And going after head coaches. And there's a few position coaches as well that I have kind of pointed out. I mean, like we already mentioned Pete Carmichael, the OC of the Saints. Um, I think Aaron Glenn, he's the defensive coordinator for the Lions. And I think if you're picking a weakness for the Lions, we know they can put up points. And we've often seen them getting into shootouts because their defense can't stop. Um, opposing offenses, mm. and they they do have talent on the defense as well. Aiden Hutchinson, Aleem McNeil, um, Emmanuel Mosley, Brian Branch, CJ DJ will be back soon. Uh, he might be mm. back. He might be back for this upcoming week. But um, I think it's a disappointing unit on you know that's paired with a, a quite a potent offense. Uh, the 49ers. Steve Wilkes there were concerns through the, through that uh, three game skid that he was he was holding them back um an interesting one I read was Bobby Johnson he's the o lines coach for the New York Giants he was previously the o line coach for the bills obviously he came over with uh, Dable. but uh while he was with the bills they were in the bottom half of the league and pass blocking and they're now amongst the top 10 and since the giants you know we've seen since joe shane's come in they've brought in a dozen different names to see if any of them sticks Mm. and none of them have we've seen evan neal like just not not develop at all in fact he's looked you know this was a player that was taken fifth or seventh fifth i think um and he's looked like a below replacement guy the same with John Michael Schmitz he's the center they drafted this year looks very poor Um. Nathaniel Hackett for the Jets I don't think much more needs to be said there um, fair yeah fair and maybe Kellen Moore for the Chargers just slightly disappointing on that Charger with Justin Herbert
0: yeah
2: and, and yeah, plenty of options. Um, It's probably a franchise we missed out, but we're going to give them their own segment right now. Um, Mac Jones, another rough day, throwing two interceptions in a 10-7 loss to the Giants before he was benched for Bailey Zappi at halftime. Zappi didn't really play well either, uh, throwing his own interception. What should the Patriots do at quarterback for the rest of the season? Or does it even matter? Are we looking at tank for...
0: Caleb. Uh,
1: Saskatch, you know, I think we get on pretty well. Um, But I'm going to put that in jeopardy by saying that's the most boring question because there's no way, (laughs) there's no chance that it's it's just a a decision at quarterback for that team. Um,
2: Which is fair. Um very valid.
1: Um yeah, I look it's I it's not just the talent like for years and years Bill Belichick versus the rookie quarterback was a sure thing. You bet on Bill Belichick and and he would he would win that matchup over ninety percent of the time. And he just got beat by Tommy DeVito. And a Giants team decimated by injuries. So
2: he's he's lost his magic. Uh, There's no doubt about that. You've got to assume it's his last season in New England. Uh, A does yeah. Well, let's change it then. Okay. So the Patriots lost on Sunday, but in reality, they may have won. Uh, As the Giants will also be looking for. uh, high oh, value draft pick this offseason. season
1: Well, they're playing themselves out of it.
2: Yeah. Danny is. Danny Dimes, Danny DeVito. Um, well, is there a, a quick fix in New England? Let's change it that way. Or is it a very messy end and rebuild?
1: A quick fix.
2: Or not a quick fix, but maybe a... Is there a way to avoid the stripping of the organisation and start from the the bottom. Because you're looking at a new GM, head coach, quarterback as things lie.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look up here like the, the Patriots depth chart because, you know, it doesn't make for great reading. There's no star pieces or pieces that you build your franchise around. Or... You know, if you want to say that uh, Matthew Judon was that piece and he's out for the year. Like, they do have some good players, but, like, you're not building this team around Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. You know, besides yeah. them being poor quarterbacks, it, reports are coming out constantly that the the locker room is lost. Um, Their running back room of Ramondre Stevenson, Zeke, Ty Montgomery, Joe Michael, Hasty. Like all just guys. And a lot of running yeah. back rooms are, but nothing there. They're wide receivers, Devontae Parker, Demario Douglas, Keyshawn Booty, Tyquan Thornton. Just guys. Um or Juju uh, smith I should say, as well. But again, he's if he's your number one, you're not doing so hot. Um no, I think he's
2: become a guy very quickly.
1: Yes. Uh tight end, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki. Yeah, maybe, that's not bad, um, but if, and I suppose maybe that's a good, um, it it does epitomize what the, the Patriots are, a really slow, lumbering offense, like there's very little flash, and it sort of matches there, even though Mike Kosicki is more of a downfield, sort of a tight end, but um, like their offense, there's nobody you would, like there's nobody you would Pick on that team if they if if somebody said you could pick one player on that team to have an add to your team for free, who would you do it? Like, there's, there's nobody mm-hmm. there you could massively improve your own team. And um, they have some pieces on defense, but like when your offense is that pale and bare, like there isn't a quick fix. Um, and sorry, I know you pivoted off the quick fix, but I just I can't see. Anything but a couple of painful years for the Patriots coming up.
2: Fair, it's uh, all needs to be said. Now I think I'm we said that about my... the
1: Seattle Seahawks uh, before last season, and <laughs> they,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I'll i park my feelings at being assaulted. Uh, we'll uh, we'll deal vertically. with those off air. I said moving on.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Rams going to make the playoffs? Um, they thumped the cardinals they're a game behind Seattle in the wild card race um uh, behind Seattle and the Vikings and four of their six last remaining games are very very win- winnable so their last six games are if I can find them here <coughs> are, I, mean, I, I, I can't kind of
2: find this game this question kind of boring Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you you know see see what I have to deal with listeners this petty man Uh, so the Rams last six games the Ravens and the 49ers are obviously the two of the six that are going to be tough sledding Um, but they're now facing the Browns tough defense but certainly winnable the Commanders the Giants and the Saints three very winnable games particularly that we we've seen um matt stafford kind of reconnect with uh and tutu at well the
2: yeah and and look i suppose just when you flag the seahawks i just quick look at their schedule their next three games are brutal
1: they are awful cowboys 49ers and eagles Um. yeah so Um, very possible for the the seahawks to fall out um i suppose the tough thing is yeah look they
2: haven't been they haven't been the team they were last year gino has kind of maybe reverted to type last year being the anomaly um and i think we were actually right about the seahawks all along we were just a year too early
1: yeah i think so um I think they if we were to look at the Vikings schedule as well, they have two matchups against the Lions, but then four games against the Bears, Raiders, Packers and Bengals. So there's an excellent chance that Minnesota stays put and keeps their wild card spot. Um and so the Rams would sort of be battling the likes of the Packers and the Saints. For that uh that last spot there. Um let me have a look at the Packers schedule actually now. They too have quite an easy schedule. Kansas and the Vikings, and then games against the Carolina Panthers, the Bears, the Giants, and the Bucks. So I think as the season winds down, we'll see a bit of a battle between the Rams and the the Packers for that last spot.
2: Yeah. Um it's it's difficult to call. Um, there's a number of positions that are difficult. Like, you know... Were it not done by division, your top three sides in the NFC are probably Dallas, San Fran, and, and Philly. Outside of that, it's a little bit more difficult to piece together, I think. You, you, you Well, sorry, I should put Detroit in that as well. You know your top four teams, anyway. NFC South is a case of somebody's gotta win in terms of a division. Mm. Um so I think you can rule a rule a line of a second team coming out of the NFC South. NFC North, as we touched on, maybe the, the Packers. Um maybe the Vikings. But outside say that they, the NFC is bereft of challenging sides. We so, might uh,
1: we might have the debate come up this year again um, about division winners getting into the playoffs with a losing record. Yeah, and whether it yeah. should be a, you know, a winning record has is, is mandatory to get into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, we can talk That's about good. it if it comes up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. What well, I suppose speaking of a side it's trending, um. The Broncos have won five in a row um, after knocking off the Browns. 29 points to 12. And I don't know if, if any of you have seen it or if maybe you're watching Red Zone. Their opening drive was a real kind of statement of a tent against the Browns last night. Is it time to believe in the Sean Payton and Russell Wilson partnership? Or is this just a case of Sean Payton maximizing russ wilson's trade value
1: oh um yeah it's a tough one like obviously the the progression has been steady he has been getting better i i'm like i i think we talked about this last week and we said that um You you have to attribute a lot of this to Sean Payton because Russell Wilson had an entire season with Nathaniel Hackett, and we didn't see any sort of progression. Um, we yeah, but you know I don't think he is. You know he's not lighting the world on fire. He's, in fairness to him, he's completing about seventy percent of his passes, or over the last five games he has, and it's just under that for the season. But um, it's a bit of a tag team between Russell Wilson and the defense. Like they're fourth in the league in turnover differential. Like they are giving mm. Russell Wilson the opportunity, and taking the opportunity away from opposing offenses. Um. Yeah, you you sort of frame that question about um, just maximizing his trade value. Is is this a conspiracy theory Bruin?
2: It's, it's it's slightly
1: tinfoil hatty.
2: Um, I yeah, it is slightly tinfoil hatty.
1: All right. Well, what do you where do you think they go then? Uh, drafting or you think there's a quarterback out there that they want?
2: Don't know. I don't know. I just know it's a monster contract to be tied into. Um, I think it's a difficult situation for Sean Payton, um, and I think you were kind of a, enough games in the opening stanza for him to try and work Russell Wilson out and then as you said look he's not setting the world alight he's kind of avoiding he's avoiding losing more than winning games at present for me
1: yeah um, I'm just looking at his contract um, yeah he'll He'll, next year he'll have a dead cap of 85 million so mm. like the year after it'll be 50 million which is a lot but we've seen dead caps off of that um being eaten but there's actually a potential out of the contract after 2025 so in terms of maximizing his his trade value for a tinfoil trade, I was toying with the idea of uh Kyler Murray because I think I think it might be smart for the Cardinals to move on from Kyler and draft one of the top tier quarterbacks and use the picks for Kyler to to round out the roster. But the Broncos don't look like a, a landing spot. No. Um But again I wouldn't be surprised to see the Broncos draft a quarterback because they might want to, to use that potential out after the 2025 season. Like Russell Wilson is, he's 34 years old.
2: Mm.
1: Actually, he's 34 years old and six days. So happy belated birthday to uh, Russell Wilson. Um. So, yeah, I think, I think. He is their quarterback for the next two and a half years. Okay. Okay. And do you believe in the partnership?: Yeah, I do. I have to. Like I've, we've seen the progression. Um, their ceiling depends on their additional person. Like I love the draft in the NFL, um, primarily because I think the NFL is a race to acquire talent. Um so the ceiling for the Broncos will be on how well their GM George Payton acquires talent around Russell Wilson. Um as is I don't think they'll be able to get it done. Um they need a couple more pieces so we'll see. Fair.
2: That concludes fourth and goal. So the week 13 13- views <sighs> your fine self
1: oh thanks um, we'll start off with the Seahawks visiting the Dallas Cowboys this is a game that maybe a month ago might have been a bit more interesting but we've seen the Seahawks taper off Dallas are eight and a mm. half point favorites here Um. I don't see Seattle righting the ship against the Cowboys. We've seen them absolutely annihilate lesser competition. Um, Now, I don't know if we see the the level of blowouts that we've seen them put on other teams. I don't think the Seahawks are that bad, but um, I am going to be taking the boys here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um tend to agree I think had it not been in Jerry World it might have been a bit more of an even contest but I just think the Seahawks are yeah, yeah, yeah. trending downwards Um. next up first game from the early slate if, you, if you'd asked me my concept of this game in weeks 1, 2 or 3 I would have said it, it would be an interesting matchup it is still an interesting matchup for very different reasons Sure. Um, yeah, Than we would have said a few weeks ago. So the two um both sides six and five, the Broncos and the Texans. It it's gonna be interesting to see how CJ Stroud copes with that defense. Um I would probably back experience here over youth. I think it's touched upon by yourself off air. He is developing a bit of a tendency, CJ, to play hero ball. Um, against a defense as stout as the Broncos. I think that could be a bit of a recipe for disaster. I think it will be tight, but I think ultimately the Broncos have been enough to get the job done in this one, um, going by recent form
1: anyway. Yeah, um, Texans are three and a half point home favorites. I think the home field advantage this year isn't quite three points, it's about two. Um, I, and i think it's
2: more home field is not the same for everyone and i don't think houston has developed a, a home field advantage in reality
1: that's right. sorry it is houston um yeah no i don't think they they're given a particularly potent home field advantage um but it is going to be a close game the bookies seem to think so i am going to take yeah, I'd probably take the Broncos, which is wild because the Texans have looked fantastic and mm. I I didn't expect the Broncos to surge as they have. But um, again, that's, that's no slight on CJ Stroud. I just think we saw at the end of the Jags game him trying to play hero ball, hanging onto the ball for ages. And we've seen the the Broncos defense kind of punishing that style of play next game of the slate is the uh, Los Angeles Chargers I nearly said San Diego at the New England Patriots Patriots are six point home underdogs Uh, gonna take the Chargers here I I probably won't be taking the Patriots again
2: no no Uh, me neither Um, as bad as the Chargers have looked it's, it's, it's seems to be an easy win. I'm not going to wait too much time on the next fixture either. Uh, it's Lions against the Saints. Lions, Lions, sorry, uh, after a bit of a, I would say for them, they deem that as an embarrassing loss with divisional rivalry. Certainly. On what is their day, the Lions and Thanksgiving football is synonymous. Um, so yeah, I think Lions, I know they're traveling down to New Orleans, but it's a, Another stadium under a roof, it kind of suits
1: golf. Uh yeah. Obviously, the the curse of the waxing gibbous. struck again. Um. Yeah. And as you say, yeah, very much uh, an embarrassing loss for them. So yeah, I expect they'll come out here because they they fancied themselves in that top tier, and they just haven't been able to hold that together. So I do think they'll come out with something to prove. Um, particularly because you know, if they drop another game or two, they have an easy schedule, but if they drop a, a game or two, the Vikings are right behind them. So I do think mm-hmm. they're playing with, you know, the slightest touch of, of urgency. Urgency. Yep. Uh, the next game, the Falcons at the Jets. Jets are two and a half point home underdogs. We saw Arthur Smith finally use B. John Robinson and it sort of paid dividends for him. Um, Assuming that he's going to call his offense similarly against the the Jets, like I, ha- I have to take the Falcons. Like their their skilled position players are probably among the best in the league.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend to lean the same. I think the Jets are just abysmal to watch. And um, the defense looks on wrong. It's phenomenal, but even they must be losing heart. Um, at a rate of knots Yeah. Up, imagine conceding a touchdown on a Hail Mary attempt uh, beggar's belief it's up there with the butt fumble and most embarrassing plays in New York football history and there are quite a few next up Cardinal Steelers an interesting match it'd be interesting to see if that offensive trend uh, from last week carries mm-hmm. over. The other thing to, to kind of obviously just flag is while, while the yardage was certainly up, the points still weren't. Uh, so it's still only... Was it 16 points in the weekend? Um, so look, the the Cardinals are... I don't know if you call them frisky, but they're scrappy. Um, <laughs> okay. And the Steelers just aren't putting up a whole heap points. So I'll back the Steelers, but... I ain't interested in a point spread for this one because it could be the smallest of margins.
1: All right, well I won't tell you the point spread then um, but I agree with you Steelers here um, yeah, fair. next game is the Colts at the Titans. I always love the Colts Titans game. I always think they're they're pretty
2: spicy. It always seems to give you something, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, it does yeah. Um, Colts are I, sh- I should say Titans are two point home underdogs here. Uh, Colts look decent. Um, Yeah. Seem to be able to. Shane Steichen, I think, is doing a really good job. And you said it last week that maybe he should be getting a few whispers of Coach of the Year. Um, He's certainly doing a good job with what he's been given. I'll take the Colts here, minus two, even though, you know, if I had to pick an AFC team to root for, it probably would be the Titans. But I just don't think they're a strong team this year.
2: No. And look, look. Will Levis is still kind of learning his trade. Second win on the on the weekend, but it was against the Panthers, I think. If you yes, don't uh, beat the Panthers, there's, there's severe questions. Um, Texans the only side to have lost them, and look, those are the rookie quarterback. Yeah, I I'm leaning the same way, Colts in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get a bit of a, seen a bit of a return to form for Jonathan Taylor, and a few extra carries for Senior Henry. So we might get a running back thing down, um, from years gone by. Uh, which I wouldn't be against seeing. Next up, and I'm not going to waste a huge amount of time on this one either, uh, Dolphins face off against those pesky commies in FedEx Field. Uh, The only thing that's going to slow down the Dolphins is probably FedEx Field itself. So I'm backing the Dolphins, I think. Good performance Friday night in a key divisional matchup. I think they're gonna try and utilize this week to put a bit of breeding space between themselves—not breeding space, but a bit more distance between themselves and the Bills, for kind of to kind of lock up the division. So yeah, back in the Dolphins here.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, not too much to add. The the Commanders are now in the in the race for a top three pick. I think they're in the top five. So yeah, not much yeah. to say for them. The next game is the Panthers at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are five and a half point favourites. The Buccaneers have had like four away games in a row and had played a lot of tough games early in the year. So I don't think they're awful. Probably not as bad as their record indicates. I don't think they're great, but um, certainly we'll be taking them here over the Panthers.
2: Absolutely. Um, the only kind of potential kind of stick in the mud here is is the potential for a dead cap bounce with a fr- with a Frank Reichless. Panthers I didn't um, consider that I think Yeah. I think there's enough in the in the books. Um a few nice skill position pieces. We'll see in the fallout from Brady's retirement. And look, say what you want about Baker Mayfield, I think he's having a brilliant season. He's scrappy, he's seems to have won the locker room. He just
1: this CG. potentially could have been his last season. He could have played himself out of starting mm. uh, contention. I think he'll certainly get another year as a starter. Um, yeah. like they've yeah. suffered a, a so. rake of injuries themselves on defense, which has been like atrocious. Um, so We'll see I actually I don't know if I, if I might throw a, the Panthers in a, an accumulator the money line just because of that dead cat bounce um, but anyway
2: yeah fair Um. next up Browns Rams I think this is a brilliant opportunity for the Rams to build the momentum of last week and I think as good as the Browns defence is I think there's more than enough skill positions skill position players and enough time Stafford looked good too against the Cardinals he's more than enough experience to kind of walk around um, what the Browns throw at him so I'm backing the Rams here in SoFi
1: yeah same uh, they're four and a half point favourites at home it'll be it's it's essential for them really to win this game like this is possibly mm. it's their second toughest game on the remaining schedule in terms of just record and um, they are still playing a good defence even if the defence is getting Affected by injury as well. But yeah. They want to win this. And. Um, the next game is. For the third week in a row. The Eagles are playing in like the. The prime time. Not literally prime time. But like the top game of the weekend. Um, mm. they're. Being visited by the San Fran 49ers. The Eagles are two and a half point. Road underdogs. Um. I, I do think the the 49ers are uh, a better team on paper, but I'm taking the Eagles plus the points here.
2: Did you say the Eagles are...
1: Yeah, underdogs at home.
2: Oh, I thought you said road underdogs. Yeah. Um... Maybe I
1: did, sorry. No, you're fine.
2: I just thought I would made a mistake. You don't make um... mistakes. Yeah, look, I, I think it's hard to... To back against the Eagles, just to, as we discussed earlier in the show, like they just are the ultimate find a way to win side. And um, I think Lincoln, I think the link might be a bit of a cauldron um, on Sunday evening. I think there's there's a bit of bad blood slope from the NFC Championship game. Ultimately, the Foreigners are the ones with the kind of bulletin board, the extra motivation. Uh, and they have looked good in the last few weeks. It this for me is a coin toss. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Eagles and I'm kind of happy about it because they have plus points. But I wouldn't be surprised if the yeah. the, the Niners win by a touchdown, or more. Yeah. like they're that good. Um. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah look, it's it it could very well be in a preview of an NFC Championship game as well. Yeah. Um. My final game for the weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Packers. This is interesting for me anyway. Packers were very good, I thought, against the Lions. And the Chiefs just aren't... There's something slightly amiss. It's almost as if you can't just give Patrick Mahomes any wide receiver you like and expect him to work his magic. Yep. Um, Look, there's a lot of Chiefs pieces I like. It's just, it's strange... Than an Andy Reid team is giving me these, so sort the of defense is very good. I I could watch Isaiah Pacheco run the ball all goddamn day. He just runs so angry. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win it, obviously, but I think it's going to be tight. I think Jordan Love is is quickly is kind of having had a rough kind of mid season. He's kind of. Progressing towards securing a contract extension.
1: Yeah, the Packers are six and a half point Rome. Home underdogs. Um, yeah, I'd still take the Chiefs, um, as you say. Yeah, it's a shame that running backs don't get paid decent contracts anymore. Because that's really how, you know, the stars are established. You know, when Christian McCaffrey gets mm. paid and when Zeke got paid and when Derrick Henry got paid. Whereas I can only see Pacheco getting a modest contract. and
2: If that, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll take the Chiefs here. The final game, again, yeah. could have been so much better if Joe Burrow was healthy. But it's the Bengals visiting the Jaguars. Jags are 8-point favourites at home. Again, not a lot to be said. Uh, Jake Browning didn't do a huge amount for me. So I'm going to be taking the Jags here.
2: Same. It's it's you have kind of you kind of write off the, the Bengals.
1: You do unfortunately. Burrow
2: anyway, and they had a disappointing kind of start to the season with Borough So.
1: Zach yeah, Taylor. Kind of the same. Is four twenty eight and one, when Joe Burrow isn't playing for him.
2: What's Bill Belichick without Tom Brady?
1: uh Not good.
2: Four and one hundred twenty. Eh. Uh, <laughs> And Um Yeah, look, I think that, that concludes the previews for week 13. It's a, it's a shorter round than we've had of late. I think it are kind of coming to the last of the buys. That's, uh, it's needless to say, it's all from me.
1: And that's just about all from me too, I think.
2: Thank you, and good night.
1: the 10 get back here it is the season's on the line two receivers left and right mccown takes the snap he steps up he's all by himself fires into the end zone
0: touchdown no no the cardinals have knocked the vikings out of the play